0: Personal protection and safety while building, while working on your van. This is a biggie for me. Uh, I've been building stuff long enough that I've seen just about every imaginable accident uh, in in various industries uh, regarding whirling blades and and, uh, drill bits and all kinds of stuff. Shovels, picks, cutting devices of various kinds, welding gear, etc., so again, it's a big deal for me, my hands, my eyes, my lungs, my skin, they're important to me uh, to the, the best of my ability. I'm not going to play games with, with, with my body. And I recognize the long-term value of being extra safe with all of those things, but don't, don't let me come across as a perfectionist in this area. I do get lazy, uh, especially like with regard to the mask and dust, uh, and fumes, you know, it, it uh, in these difficult times uh if you're fortunate enough to be listening to this at a time when when the worldwide pandemic has is behind us then good for you um but but as i record this everyone's wearing masks all the time and so it's easy to get lazy about about the mask and other safety gear recently i was building my uh my rooftop box and I, I had an I developed an ongoing cough. And, and the reason I realized at some point was that I was using a chop saw to cut aluminum angle. And yes, you can see most of the chips from, from the aluminum. And they're easy enough to sweep up off of the shop floor. But there's a certain percentage of it that just goes into the air as very, very fine dust. And so that was really stupid. And I Finally realized, oh geez, I'm not I'm not taking care of myself. So I, I went ahead and started wearing a dust mask for cutting aluminum. I also hooked my vacuum up to my chop saw. Duh, that's such an obvious thing. It's it sounds so silly to have not done that, but it took me <laughs> it took me a few cuts to figure out what was going on. So uh, anyway, my lungs are fine and I will be fine. But that that was a lesson. Another really bright move, I was using the drill press and I didn't have leather gloves on like I normally would and I wasn't using a proper clamp or vise to hold a piece of angle iron, uh, just a small piece. And, and it's always the small piece that you don't have leverage on that's going to get caught in the in the bit and start to rotate on its own. And and that's what happened and it cut the palm of my hand. Not very deep, but any cut on the palm of the hand is bad because you use the palms of your hands for everything and so this small cut just annoyed the heck out of me for several days. So long story short, I went out and bought a proper drill press. I have a great drill press. I don't know why I didn't buy a great uh, <laughs> vice to go with it, but uh, an actual metal clamping vice for um, for the drill press. And mm, I haven't had any problems like that since then. <laughs> so yeah. And then one other thing that happened, I was wearing eye protection. I always... I'm the eyes, for some reason, well, I mean, for obvious reasons, the the eye protection is, is the thing that I'm the most diligent about, and especially with, with any kind of saw. And I was wearing eye protection while cutting aluminum, but I didn't have the, I wasn't wearing goggles. I was wearing some, I don't know what you'd call the plastic, not ballistic, but but some tough plastic glasses for eye protection and a tiny piece of of aluminum popped, just kind of floated over the top of the glasses and into my right eye and of course that was a very hot piece of aluminum it came right off the saw blade and right and went right into my eye and uh fortunately it didn't do any permanent damage It just lightly barely scratched the cornea and i was smart enough to not or, or i should say i was conscious enough in the moment to not immediately start rubbing that eye i just let the tears tears carry it away and wow, that that eye flooded for for several minutes and then it was the next day before it felt better. Again, not a big deal, but it easily could have been. So now I take that extra step. I make sure my glasses are snug around my eye socket before I start cutting anything dangerous. So let's see. It's easy to get in the groove and not want to set up the vacuum or put on protection or, uh, you know, because... I mean, I don't know about you, but I spend a lot of time setting up, setting my shop up so that I can just reach for the tools that I need. I don't have big boxes of messy boxes of random stuff. I have stuff hung up or in drawers and I know exactly where it is and, and it makes it much easier to get stuff done. Wow. You can really get flying, you know, when you've got some project and you know the cuts you're making and the fasteners you're using and the tools you're using and, sometimes it feels like protection, personal protection, such as gloves or eye protection or a mask or a respirator just slows things down. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, if that cut in my hand had gone into the tendon of the palm, that's about a six month healing process. And that hand gets to be in a cast. I know someone that happened to, you don't get to like, well, I'll, I'll just, you know, suffer through it. If you cut a tendon in the palm of your hand, you're you're done for six months. No, you don't get to use that hand because they have to stitch it back up and then put it in a cast and you can't move it at all. It's not like a broken arm where you can gradually start using it because the bone is healing. Nope, that tendon has to heal. So the point is that the inconvenience of a serious injury like that or losing an eye, for example, uh, it's, it's far, far greater than the couple minutes it takes to throw on the right gloves or eye protection or a, a respirator. Um, I'll give you another quick horror story. Someone I work with in the decorating industry, she has to have chelation therapy because she was a a film set painter for decades. And now her, her, um, kidneys, I want to say are, are shot. And so she has to have all this therapy to, to clean her system because her natural cleaning processes don't work anymore. So masks, respirators, et cetera. If she'd done that, she wouldn't be dealing with that in her retirement uh, let's see so let's I'll give you some specific tips. My biggest tip is to just have all of the protective gear handy all the time, and that means multiple versions of protection i am I've purchased goggles as well as as protective glasses now, so using cutting steel now i I know that a little piece of steel can get past glasses where they or it can't get past goggles. So I keep two pair of uh, of glasses and a pair of goggles always more or less within reach of all my gear. Uh when I have, for example, my my chop saw set up, I just leave whatever glasses I need sitting on the saw and then I put them on because that way I can't I can't use the saw. They're in the way. I have to pick them up and put them on before I can put my piece down to cut it. And then when I'm done, I hate when I realize 10 minutes later, I'm wearing these stupid glasses for no reason, Um, you know, working on something else. And why is my vision slightly distorted? Oh, I'm wearing these dumb glasses. So I I take them off immediately at the end of the cut and set them back on the saw. I do the same thing with the grinder, uh, the bench grinder. In fact, my bench grinder just has a pair of glasses permanently hanging off them because those little sparks, they can really mess up your day if you catch a a spark from some steel or aluminum in the eye. Uh, So so I, again, I keep protective uh, gloves, glasses, respirator, mask, just scattered around the shop, but in relation to specific tools. Let's see what else. Let's talk about lungs. Charcoal filter mask for any solvents, That is respirator, charcoal filter respirator for any solvents. Um, High VOC adhesives such as contact contact cement. Uh, A lot of the oil-based adhesives put off really nasty fumes. You don't want to be breathing those. Any spray paint, I absolutely put on the charcoal respirator. I also cover my arms and I wear gloves. I wear rubber gloves when I'm using spray paints. Uh, because osmosis you can absorb all that stuff through your skin so uh, let's see and and if you spray a lot then just get a few disposable spray booth suits you'll see a a, a lot of um, for example the people that that spray uh, insulation you know they wear the full suit and and the car painters i know they wear a full suit they don't they don't fake it with a t-shirt or even with a long sleeve shirt and those those suits are just part of their daily process to keep that stuff off of their skin uh let's see any oil-based paints obviously you want to wear a respirator and then uh solvents cleaning um, anything really nasty that you're using for cleaning goof off for example uh, i'll just rub off you get grab the goof off and rub rub this spill of paint off of the uh, put on the respirator Unless you're you're out outside or there's a good strong fan blowing, you know, protect your lungs because that stuff is nasty. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, the palm sander, you know, palm, palm sander, table saw, uh, grinder, um, angle grinder. Ooh, that's a doozy. Make sure you've got all the protective gear on for all of those things because, uh, especially eyes and hands. Let's see, ears. I uh, keep several pairs of the, the headphone-style earplugs in the shop. Those are the ones I like because you can just pop them on and off. You're not dropping a tiny thing. You're not having to shove, you know, wad up and shove something in your ears. These things just, just they're easy to find and e- easy to hang on stuff. So those are the ones I like. And, again, I use them for the table saw, for anything loud. And I even use them for the for the, the shop vac. Why not? Just throw them in. It just takes a second. And again, I keep, they're cheap. I keep several pair around the shop and you can clean them with rubbing alcohol. You don't have to really ever throw them away. I mean, just keep them clean. And let's see, hands, uh, for hand protection, get comfortable wearing gloves. That's my advice. I've worked with so many people whose hands were completely thrashed. And even when I worked in the grocery industry and I I worked in a, in the produce department, which was the best job in the store, by the way, (laughs) and my hands were in and out of ice water all day long, um, I worked with some guys who just had horrible, craggy, nasty, cracked hands, and I didn't want my hands to turn into that, so I wore rubber gloves. And it made a huge difference in my dexterity and and my ability to do fine motor motor skill work with my hands later in life. So I'm glad I did that. Get comfortable in gloves. I prefer leather uh, for most tasks around the shop. I keep leather gloves in my van, so when it's time to change a tire – uh, I'm not stuck with really nasty hands i I have a set of leather gloves that I keep on my uh hydraulic floor jack, and they're the nastiest things you can imagine. I have to look inside every once in a while to make sure that the, that all the brake fluid and grease and oil hasn't soaked through the leather so far it hasn't the leather has kept it uh kept the inside clean for my hands and the, but the outside are just black and nasty and when it's time to pull a tire and pull apart a uh, some a set of brakes or whatever I've got those really wicked, nasty <laughs> gloves for that particular task, and then I take them off and I put them back on the floor jack and I'll switch to rubber gloves where I can get have more dexterity to work with you know little springs or whatever I'm doing with the with the van, small nuts and bolts and smaller tools, normal stuff versus the big the big heavy, really gross stuff. So yeah, gloves in the van. Uh, but rubber gloves, the solvent, uh, solvent-proof solvent rubber gloves with the cotton lining, those are fine too. I know a lot of people that prefer those because they hug a little closer to the hand. I think it's really one and the same. Also, those get really stinky where leather breathes, breathes over time. So I can make a pair of leather gloves last a long time. But they do pr- provide less dexterity overall than the rubber gloves, the blue rubber gloves with the cotton lining that are so common. But they're, those are great for working with solvents. You can use them, you know, with glue and spray and all that stuff. I switch between leather and disposable uh, nitrile gloves for all those things. Um, I, I I got this this tip from George at Humble Road. He wears a leather glove on the hold down hand when he's cutting. So, in other words, let's say he's cutting a piece of plywood or sorry, of cardboard, which he famously does. He 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 mocks up his all of his builds with. Uh, with cardboard and 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 one by two material uh, before he starts actually assembling, and he'll when he's cutting the cardboard he'll have the cutting device in his right hand. If you're left handed it'd be the left hand, and then he wears a, a leather glove on his left hand while while he's holding down uh, the piece so that if he slips, it cuts the leather, not his hand. And that's what we're up. That's what we're trying to achieve is when we slip. The mistake happens to the protective gear, not the body. So uh, another one I, I always wear if I'm stumping around the van on my knees or under the van, I wear uh, knee protection because knees are fragile and I want to be able to use my knees late in life. So I wear I wear hard shell knee pads. Uh, let's see, good sturdy shoes, all that stuff. Uh, just be careful with yourself. Be careful with your body. Don't don't be a hero take the time the extra time and and believe me you'll be you you'll have a pair of eye protection on sometime and you'll be cutting something drill press or grinder or whatever and some something nasty will bounce off of those glasses and you'll say wow i'm really glad i was wearing these things hey i hope you're enjoying the show thanks so much for tuning in to the campervan podcast The Vansage newsletter goes out every Sunday evening, and if you're not signed up for that yet, well, you're missing out. Packed full of valuable, fun weekly features, product resources, videos, photography, exclusive content, and other cool van life stuff. It's easy to get signed up, only takes a few seconds, and the link to do so is in show notes right there in your Podcatcher app. And while you're at it, I have a quick favor to ask. Please take a few seconds to send that link to friends, family, post it to your social media feeds, etc. It really does make all the difference and will allow me to continue publishing this show. Okay, that's it for now. Take care, have fun. I'm glad you're here. Enjoy the adventure. I see